thank you for choosing to listen to Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That was the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job. And if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until the time I retired. The thought of that scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which actually started with my decision to start my own business. And by following a very windy road, it led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who were like the old me. I help busy working mums who are tired and exhausted take back control and create the life they really want. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing ordinary mums like you and me, who are mums in business. My guest today is Ruth Bradford, who is the owner of the Little Black and White Book Project. Ruth's mission is to inspire the next generation of animal lovers and conservationists from as early an age as possible. She believes if children are exposed to amazing wildlife on our planet, then they will care about protecting it for the future generations. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your story, and how you got to where you are today so that our listeners can get a sense of who you are? Of course. Um, so, I'm Ruth Bradford, as you've already said. Um, I have one little boy who's about three years old um, and husband, and we live here in Bristol now. Um, and I trained as a graphic designer at university, so I've always been creative and in the creative fields worked in advertising for many, many years, um, which I sort of fell into, but, but loved, because it was, yeah, just really creative um, and quite exciting. Um, and then when I had my little boy, um, I just, I was looking for some black and white books that um, I could share with him. I'd learned about the facts about black and white being really good for newborn babies' visual development. And so I went in search of some, and we were actually living in Singapore at the time, which is where he was born. And I just couldn't really find anything that I liked. And so sadly at 35 weeks pregnant, I had a little bit of a scare. It wasn't anything too serious, but it was a case of kind of feet up and, and rest a lot. And that gave me the opportunity to do some illustrations because it was just something to pass the time. And I thought I could do, do a few illustrations that were just for him. I used an online, one of these online book services where you just upload your pictures and they send you a little book and did a few copies for him and for some friends who are having babies at the same time. And um, then the feedback was amazing from, um, from my friends and family. And just in that kind of baby fog, decided that, that, yeah, I could totally 
start a business at that point there was obviously a gap in the market and it'd be really nice to share my illustrations with people um sort of far and wide and yeah sort of the business kind of just grew out of the circumstance I guess rather than it being something I'd always wanted to do um but what I have realized is it's a really great creative outlet for me um as a creative person like I wasn't sure I really wanted to go back into working because I was freelancing and kind of yeah fallen out of love with it a little bit and, and my husband and I had always talked about doing our own business at some point um, and so when this opportunity came up that it was something that was really creative something I'm incredibly passionate about with the wildlife and the animals um, and obviously as a new parent as well kind of trying to help other new parents um, <laughs> it all just kind of fitted together so it was um, you know, a happy coincidence of, of events that kind of got me to this point. So still a really new business? Yeah pretty new I mean technically in March it'll be three years that I've been going but the first year was a bit all over the place because we were relocating back from Singapore to the UK and um, and I'd set up a kind of crowdfunding thing that didn't really work and then I got pre-orders on my website um, and so that first year was really just all about trying to get those first orders out get the stock in and, and fulfill those and so yeah that was kind of a bit all over the place no real structure to the business at all and so I started in earnest in March 2018 of really trying to make a go of it and going right okay what do I need to do to build this as a viable business rather than as a hobby um and so yeah so still still pretty fresh <laughs> it's, it's quite a learning curve <laughs> so what has been the most challenging thing about your business and um trying to progress from especially being in Singapore to now being in the UK that you've experienced? Um, I mean, so many challenges, really, because I'm not a business person at all. I'm a, you know, I'm a creative designer who thinks of nice creative ideas that usually other people then bring to life and they think about all the nitty-gritty and the budgets and all that kind of thing. I'm the one that kind of just does the colouring in and the, the, the fun <laughs> bit up front. But, um, and I wish I'd listened a little bit more when I was working about all of, you know, how to run a Facebook campaign and things like that. But um, so I think that's the challenge really is just the learning curve. You know, there's just so much you have to learn as you go along that everyone has their strengths. And, uh, you know, the advice you'll get is that you do what you do best and, and kind of outsource all the rest. But if you're not in a position to do that because you haven't got the cash flow, then you do have to learn it yourself. And also I'm, I want to learn it so that when I do have the opportunity to outsource, I know what I'm speaking about and I know what I'm tasking someone to do rather than putting all my faith in them that they understand my business. I think I really need to understand the nuts and bolts. Um, and so, so really finding time and resources to teach myself what I'm doing is a huge challenge. Um, and then I think the other thing I found really hard is just the confidence. Um, I've never been a hugely confidence per confident person, but I've been quietly kind of confident in my own ability through my career. But then I think when it's your own business, that fear of that people aren't going to take you seriously or they think you're playing at it or you haven't really got a business at all or all these horrible imposter thoughts come into your head and I really struggled to kind of get myself out there and try and sell and that's, that's a huge hurdle for me still the, the selling but I think last year was all about trying to build my confidence back up just little by little and get over those hurdles so that I'm less scared of new situations. And so how have you done that? Um, I just went to lots of things, really. I, I mean, I had an awful experience last March, I think, at the end of social media week, where I had a bit of a embarrassing moment where I tried to sort of pitch my business to someone and they were really lovely, but I felt like an idiot because I was just all over the place and hadn't refined what I wanted to say. 
and had a big old meltdown, got home, saw my husband, had another big old meltdown. I was like, I can't do this. I was ready to quit. Um, and he was brilliant because he's, he's the opposite of me. He's quite extrovert. And so he's good at networking and meeting people. Um, and he said, look, you just have to go to things. Like, stop worrying about it. You never have to go back if you don't like it, but you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to meet people. And so we sort of looked at the, the calendar of events together and he went, just do one a week and just see how you get on. But I think you're going to have to just have a really positive mindset and and just say yes to as many things as you can and then refine down to what works for you. And so essentially that's what I did. Like in 2018, I just decided, right, I'm going to say yes to everything. If someone invites me to something, I'm just going to go. I'm going to be really open-minded and I'm just going to see what happens because my gut is always to say no to stuff because I'm like, oh, no, that's not for me, or, or, or I'll have to talk to people, or I, I don't want to say, or I feel like an idiot, or I haven't, I, like, they're way more successful than I am. Um, and so I had to just try and push all of that out of my head and just force myself to say yes to lots of things. And it kind of snowballed from there that I found that as I went to things, I had to talk about myself and my business, and that just got a little bit easier each time because you start to refine what you want to say and how how to get it across quicker and easier and, and that other people can understand and you listen to the questions and the feedback and go, oh, okay, so that's what they're interested in and that's where my niche is and someone asked me why I'm different and, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that before and so it all helps you and it just it just becomes less scary and less daunting to walk into that room where you don't really know anyone anymore because you've done it 20 times before and so, yeah, it's just like practice, 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 all of that stuff to just try and get out there and out of that comes the most amazing opportunities. So one of the opportunities that happened last year yeah. was that you were the um, Enterprise Enterprise Nation Female Entrepreneur of the Year. Yes. So was that, did somebody say to you, apply for that? Or was that just in your calendar of, oh, right, I'm going to put myself forward for this? It's a funny one because I, I wasn't going to apply at all. I go to the Enterprise Nation meetups every month um, and I'm sort of yeah, quite friends with Dan who runs them now and he's always been very welcoming and helpful with me from the beginning. Like he was, I think, the first person I talked to in my first ever meetup and was really helpful, introduced me to someone at Waterstones and, and since then has just always um, sort of championed me and, and, yeah, really helped me out. And... I wasn't going to enter. I was just like, no, I'm not up there with all these other women. No way. Not in a million years. And I, I think it was a few days before the closing date. And I, I went to the meetup and he went, so have you entered? And I was like, no, <laughs> don't be stupid. And he's like, why not? Um, and he sort of gave me a little bit of a sort of telling off almost about why I haven't entered. And he was just like, just do it. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about it just do it. It's a really good process to go through no matter what happens. And so he's like, I think you definitely are a candidate, so you should just do it. And so I did, and I sort of had to do the application pretty quickly, didn't have time to hugely think about it and stew over it. I just filled it in, sent it off, and then, yeah, I was like shortlisted. It's like, oh, wow, okay, wasn't expecting this. And then I had to ask for votes, which is awkward, because <laughs> it's like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, not not very good at that, but um, but I you know, plucked up the courage and asked all the groups that I'm in to vote for me and things like that, and then out of that yeah became came one of the four finalists that year because there was a tie in the voting. They normally have three, um, so became one of the four that were going to pitch on the day, and um, yeah, just I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't planned. I didn't expect it. It just all sort of happened 
by itself. But you sort of said yes, didn't you? Somebody yeah. like opened the door and you went, okay, I'll have a go. Yeah. And you know what? It's really hard to do that, I think. And I think every woman who entered this year and the pre- any, any year is really courageous for doing that because I think as females especially, we don't often champion ourselves and we don't talk about ourselves in a successful way. And we're, we're always a little bit kind of shy about that and, and just sort of saying, actually, I've, I've really quite achieved a lot. And yes, I do have a vision and I do have ambition. I don't think we often talk about that openly. And so it's uncomfortable to sit and fill an application form in that is all about that. Um, so I think everybody who put themselves out there and did that and went through that process and, and put their hand up to say, yeah, I think that actually I'm doing OK and I'd like some recognition for that mm. is it's amazing and I think everybody who who did that this year and last year and all the other years it, it deserves a massive pat on the back because I think we all need to do more of that so if you were to pick out one one of the best things that's happened to you since you said yes and started your own business what would it be or have I just taken it away? Well, <laughs> no, no. I mean, that was a massive highlight because that was sort of like almost towards the end of the year and, you know, it really built up and I never thought in a million years I'd stand on a stage and pitch to an audience. Mm. I, I would have run a mile if you'd said that to me back in March. Um, so the fact that I could, I was even there amazed me and that I could do it and I delivered my pitch as well as I thought I could. But I think uh, earlier in the year, I got invited to go down to number 10 Downing Street to meet the Prime Minister's business advisor. And again, through Enterprise Nation, who um, I think because I join in a lot with Enterprise Nation and, you know, a lot of these things that you get out as much as you put in. Mm. And I put a lot into that. Um, And I, you know, I'm I'm very involved in all the social media and I go to a lot of events. And so I'm I'm kind of top of mind a lot. And so I, I was lucky enough to get the invite. And it was a case of, introducing your business so everyone sat around the table you introduce your business but then you talk about something that you feel is a challenge but you have a solution for you have some ideas for it's not just supposed to be a big old moan it's supposed to be here's some ideas that the government could take on board to help Mm. small businesses and so to have that platform and to have the prime minister's business advisor interested in my like genuinely interested in my business and interested in my thoughts around how do we encourage more sustainability? How do we encourage more ethical businesses? How do you encourage, especially new businesses starting, not just to go down the cheapest route of trying to produce things, especially product-led businesses? You know, How do you encourage people not just to go, right, that's the lowest margin. Actually, this is the best way to make it for, for the planet. Um, how do you incentivize that? And you know, is it a new VAT category? Is it tax breaks? Is it grants is it is it something that just makes it a little bit more viable for people to get in that mindset Mm. rather than it always being no I have to make it for the cheapest possible because it's too expensive otherwise you know so it was amazing to have that discussion on that that kind of platform um and just yeah go behind the black door and (laughs) see inside and um yeah and that's something I'll be able to say like forever now is that I've been to number 10 Downing Street and had a meeting a proper meeting not just like a tour <laughs> or anything um and then on the back of small business saturday last year i then also went to the house of lords which is gonna it's another thing that i'm kind of super proud about and um, they always do um they do like a reception for the small businesses so if you get chosen they choose 100 businesses every year that mm-hmm. they champion on the run-up to small business saturday and they often do yeah, a reception at the house of lords with one of the ministers and um 
and yeah, it was just ama- again amazing to just go behind the scenes just to see see that space and be part of that and just again to be able to say that like my business has taken me to the House of Lords and to number 10 Downing Street in its first kind of proper year just because I I entered a few things and I put my hand up and I was a bit kind of you know enthusiastic um yeah it's amazing what comes back to you once you start putting that energy out I think amazing amazing so we've talked about the beginning of your journey what is the ultimate goal quite lofty <laughs> it makes me sound very big-headed but um you've got to, you've got to think big <laughs> yeah well ultimately I'd love to be the best-selling black and white baby brand um I don't think anyone's really owning that space at the moment there are some wonderful black and white brands out there who are doing beautiful products but they tend to be in one sector and what I want to do is kind of encompass as many different items as possible um, they'll always all of my products will always be useful to a parent they're not just there for the sake of it you know it's not just going to be clutter so they'll always have a, a really good fundamental use and they'll always be kind of sustainably and ethically sourced and recyclable or you know kind of from um, sources that aren't you know not plastic or anything like that but um but essentially because i've got my illustrations they can they can be put onto anything now and so anything that's going to help children help bring to life animals for children and get them excited and get them involved and thinking about the planet and the conservation um really yeah the sky's the limit on that and so to be the go-to black and white brand because it's great for, for early visual development but it also has a strong message about getting children interested in animals that's the dream really and to be I suppose you know there's certain products that everyone buys as a, a new baby gift and then there's like the Sophie giraffe or the Osborne and that's not my books and things you know there's all there's there's a lot of go-to new baby gifts out Mm. there and I want to be one of them I want that everyone thinks oh I've got to get them a little black and white book Uh, you know my friends just had a baby and yeah they have to have one of these that that would be the dream is that every little new person gets one of my books or flashcards or something that introduces them to the planet and the amazing wildlife that we share it with because we do share it we don't own it um, and so yeah, so just to be that go-to brand really and own that space. Big, I told you it was big. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. So what, you've already said that your husband gives you good advice. Yes. Who, is that the best piece of advice you've had or is there someone that's sort of looked you square in the mm-hmm. eyes and said, Ruth, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's probably two bits of advice that really stick with me. Okay. One is actually from Emma Jones, again from Enterprise Nation. Yeah. I feel like it's an ad for Enterprise Nation. <laughs> but she's, she always says, and she says this to everybody, if you're a product business, don't go anywhere without it. Because it's so much easier to show than it mm. is to tell. Mm-hmm. And I see it. Like if I try and describe what I'm, what my products are, people are like, oh, that sounds nice. And I show them and they're like, oh, these are really beautiful. And so, yeah, that saves you a thousand words and often results in a sale because people are like, I've never seen anything like this before. And so, yeah, I think if you can just always make sure you've got something with you that is yours even if you're just going to meet some friends or you, if, like if you meet anyone you don't know take something with you because it's, they're bound to ask what you do and it's just really nice to go oh i've got one yeah why do you have a look <laughs> and especially meetups never go anywhere without one you know if you're going to any networking event anything any festivals any i don't know just even talks anything just take them with you because you just do not know who you're going to meet mm. in that situation um, and the other piece of advice isn't to do with the business, although I now apply it to everything in my life. 
friend of, when I had Teddy, a friend of mine who was on her second child, around, but they were around about the same age, was brilliant. And she just said to me, look, it's only a problem if it's a problem for you. So it doesn't matter what everyone else is telling you. If you don't think it's a problem and you're coping, it's not a problem. If you think it's a problem and you're struggling, then yes, change something. But don't change something because someone tells you to. Mm. So at the time, Teddy wasn't asleep at all. He had silent reflux. He wouldn't lie down in his cot apart from at night, and even that was a struggle. Um, so during the day, he would always nap in a sling on me or being held or something. And, you know, I'd always get the sympathy. Oh, oh, poor you. Oh, that's tough, isn't it? And from all the mums that I'd met, and they were obviously had dream children that they could just put down <laughs> and walk away from, which I don't think was true, but that's how it made me feel. It made mm. me feel that I was the anomaly and that he was difficult. Mm. Um, and so when my friend said that to me, and she's like, if you're okay with it, mm. it's okay. Mm. If you sleeping in the middle of the day with him is what you need to do, that's okay. If you... Like, in the night, if you're happy getting up 20 times a night, it's fine. You know, whatever it is, until it becomes too much of a challenge for you, it's not a problem. Yeah. And that just was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, that was the best timing for her to say that to me because, uh, yeah, I was just really sick of the sympathy looks from everyone else. And we were doing okay. Um, and so, and but ever since then, it's really stuck in my head that with the business journey, there's so many different ways to do small business. And that's the joy, right? It's your business. You can run it the way you want to run it. And there's lots of people trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. And there are some very key things that you do have to do, like, you know, obey the law and, and pay your tax. <laughs> but apart from that, there's not much else that's written in stone that you should be doing it in any particular way. And mm. so if you are happy packing orders until three in the morning listening to the radio or podcast or whatever and then getting four hours sleep and you're okay with that, that's fine. It doesn't matter that someone else has outsourced it to a fulfillment centre mm. if that's not right for you. And so I work quite hard to shut out a lot of the, oh, you could be doing this and you should be doing that and oh, I've got an idea for this and have you thought about this project? Because it's all meant very, very well mm -hmm. and it's, it comes from a great place of people trying to help but you have to filter it and you have to go, okay, what bits of advice are actually useful and what bits do is making me feel overwhelmed and making me feel like I'm not doing things right? And actually, if you take a step back and go, but I'm doing things the way I want to do things and this is working for me and it's not a problem for me, then I don't need to change it right mm. now. And there will become a time where I do need to change it, but right now it's ticking along, I'm learning, I'm growing at the rate I can grow at, and that's the other thing is like you have to tr really try and sort of put your blinkers on and not get distracted by other people making more sales and seemingly being more successful. You have to just think, right, I, I can't grow any faster than this because it's just me right now. And this is my plan and this is what's okay for me right now. And so, yeah, whenever I'm feeling a bit kind of like, oh, everyone else is doing all this stuff and they're telling me this and I should be doing that. It's like all this should, should, should. You just have to shut it down and go, but is it really a problem? no it's not it's fine i got through it it's fine so yeah so that's probably like the two bits of advice is the having your product and just just remembering that it's only an issue if if it's an issue for you and don't worry if it's a problem to brenda down the street because it's not her <laughs> business she's not the one that's got to do it at the end of the day so so you're you're a mum in business how do you balance that being a mum but also being a businesswoman? <laughs> difficulty <laughs> it's yeah it's not easy is it um I think life in general in today's world is not easy even if you, you haven't got a business I think even just juggling 
children and drop-offs and pick-ups and poorly days and food shops and all that kind of stuff it is just exhausting um I'm lucky I get sort of four days a week that I can work on the business so um, I have childcare. so two days he does a short day and then two days he does a longer day um and that just gives me the time to really try and knuckle down on some of the jobs that you need to get immersed in um, and the rest of the time it's stolen moments I mean thank goodness for smartphones because <laughs> Everything happens on there. I can run my Shopify store on there. You know, I can edit pretty much everything through the app. Um, the same with the Amazon stuff, um, not on the high street. You, know, you can get all the order information is always there on my phone. I can print from my phone, all that kind of stuff. So really it's like I'm making a cup of tea. I'll quickly check my emails or customer messages or, you know, you're out and about, you can do an Instagram post or look for inspiration everywhere. And so I think for now, I'm hoping at some point I'll get a bit more balance where... I have core hours where I'm switched on and core hours where I'm, I'm really switched off. But at the moment, it's that always on mentality of like, you just have to fit it in wherever you can. And again, it all goes back to the advice. At the moment, that's not a problem for me. I'm, I'm kind of happy doing that. I can't almost leave it alone because it's like my other baby <laughs> that I just want to make sure it's okay and that mm. I don't want to miss an important message or I don't want to overlook getting back to someone who's been kind enough to write something on one of my posts or something like that. So I'm quite happy just checking often. Um, but like I say, because I've got the phone, it doesn't hugely interrupt the day mm. because if it's a day that I'm with Teddy, I try not to do it too much, but you know I can get away with just checking it um, and making sure everything's still going. So yeah, I think, I just don't know if there's any real way of coping with it other than you just roll your sleeves up and, and do what you've got to do to get through the days and... And you look back and go, oh, yeah, that was quite hard, but we did it. It's all right. We're still here. <laughs> so do you ever give yourself just Ruth time where you don't have to worry about Teddy, you don't have to worry about the house and your husband, and you don't have to worry about your business? Mm. Or is it just a case of you just plug away? I'm really bad at finding time for myself. I always feel quite guilty um and that it entirely comes from me um i think because i'm not breadwinner and i'm not you know it's a lot of it comes down to just probably historical ideas about money and things like that and just wanting to contribute and at the moment the way our family works is that i i'm not really contributing that much at the moment because of the business is so young but i'm doing all the childcare most mm-hmm. of the time and stuff so in terms of roles it's very even in, in what we you know as a, a husband and wife team we are a team and we very much kind of balance each other out but but monetary wise obviously not and so that's that I find that a really big hurdle um and and like I say that entirely comes from internally within me so that if I'm not working I feel that I should be like I feel ever so ever so guilty for having an afternoon off and just walking around the shops or going for a nice long lunch or anything like that but um, but I do try and schedule it in. I try and have sort of you know coffees or, or lunches with friends here and there where I just go no actually I'm just going to really try and enjoy this because it's a busy week and it'll do me good or I try and go for a walk or you know it's not very often at all. My husband constantly says to me look you seem really stressed why don't you just switch off for the rest like for a few hours and go for a walk or get on your bike or do something different he's the one that always says to me like yeah, I think you really need just to get out of the house and do something different or you know but it's uh, it is a challenge I know like self-care is a big topic mm. and 
mental health and things like that um and it's a really hard one to carve out when you work for yourself because you do feel you should be doing stuff all the time especially when you're not really making any money out of it mm-hmm. yet I think if I was paying myself a salary I'd feel much more like I could be kind of okay well I've done my work <laughs> so now I get to enjoy myself but yeah it's, it's it is a constant battle of just trying to work through some of those issues in terms of what I feel like guilty about and not guilty about and I think it's just the mum guilt right that you just feel guilty about everything yeah I think once you become a mum that's it yeah it's just with you and it's just managing yeah. that mum guilt isn't it yeah and just and also asking for help I think putting your hand up and just going do you know what I need a break mm. I you know I think last week was intense because Teddy was at home a lot we've been poorly and um it got to the weekend and I think yeah my husband was a bit like I think I think you need a break from Teddy <laughs> know because as much as we love our kids it's it's intense to be forced there for somebody that much yeah and so yeah it's important to step away it's important to just have a few hours off because you need time to miss them and you need time to go oh no actually I do want that hug rather than climbing all over you all the time (laughs) and stuff so yeah it's it's a difficult one but I yeah little bits here and there good so my final question to you is if one of our listeners is sat there thinking oh, I really want to start something and they're either stopping themselves from doing it because of the fear or they don't know how to start, what advice would you give them? I would probably say try and just be brave. It's a really easy thing to say, I know, and it sounds flippant, but a lot of it comes from courage within to have conviction of your idea and and not overthink it. I think quite easy to sit and and worry that it's not quite right but actually what you need to do is get out there quickly and figure out if it is right Mm. and you know there's there's lots of cheesy sayings around about you know failing fast and failing cheaply and things like that but it it is true you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone even if it's just a a little bit you know like so for me last year it was very much uh, going to networking events was hugely out of my comfort zone but I broke it down into sort of manageable bite-sized chunks and and they got more and more, like, oh, they got a bigger deal as, like, the more stuff that I went to, I went to bigger and bigger events. But I started quite small with a, a friendly group of people. And so I'd say just, yeah, try and break it down into little tasks that just get you out there and get mm. you started. Don't sit and procrastinate too much because it will drive you mad and then you'll never... And the, the longer that stage goes on of the worrying and the overthinking, the less likely you are to go out and talk to people about it. And so I think... Just try really hard to be brave and just just take that step out of your comfort zone and tell somebody about your idea. So even if it's not a business yet, you know, um, go to find a community. That would be the other thing I would say is find a few communities that work for you. You might have to go to lots and lots of different things before you find out the ones that are right for your personality type. But then they're going to be the people that you can bounce ideas off, ask for advice, ask where to start, look for resources pick you up when you're feeling quite low all those kinds of things those communities are just like worth their weight in gold because I yeah the, the people that have given me little tidbits of advice and it's it's not necessarily you know like like massive huge deals that I've made or anything but you know I might have met someone who's given me an introduction or that you know somebody I've met at Enterprise Nation actually introduced me to the Shopify platform and said I really think you should be on this you know and so you, yeah it's just this 
amazing resource of people who are all at different stages of their business journey, mm. which is important as well. So mm-hmm. you've got the people who are really flying who can say, yeah, I've been there, done that. This is like, try and avoid this, try mm. and avoid that. But then you've got the people who are maybe just a few months on from where you're at who can go, yeah, I was there like last month. That's exactly how I felt. And now I'm feeling better. And that helps so much. Um, and I think different groups are different things. So, you know, I've got groups I go to for business advice. I've got groups that I just go to that are more nourishing for me as a, a mum who's trying to run a business. I've got online communities who are just then always there all the time. So you don't have to go in person. You mm. can kind of hide behind your computer a little bit. But they are all people who get it, who are in, you know, similar situations to me, who I can be really honest and vulnerable with and also ask what I think are stupid questions, even though everyone's like, there's never a stupid question. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's just those people who will champion you and yeah. who will help you and who get it because they've been there and empathise or are at exactly the same stage as you and you can team up with and go, yeah, how are you doing? And, you know, have you done this? And have you heard about this? And, yeah, you just don't know where that little breakthrough is going to come from. And so by putting yourself out there and joining in, even if you haven't got a business yet, even if you're just like, I'd love to start a business, I just have no idea what it's going to be, go to some groups because chatting to people, you might find that gap in the market mm. that you've just never even thought about before. Amazing. So, for anybody who wants to look at what you actually do and see your product, how can they find you, Ruth? I have a website called um, blackandwhitebookproject.com and that's probably the best place to find all my other channels so i'm on instagram and facebook and twitter and all that kind of stuff but yeah blackandwhitebookproject.com is my website it's got all the products on it's got a bit of background about me it's got um information on why black and white's really great and it's actually i just launched recently some lovely like free bits and pieces that you can download to do at home with your kids so some craft things so cut out and make masks or coloring in sheets and that kind of thing um so yeah, so ongoing to check back often, hopefully be more and more free content to download that you can just yeah enjoy with your kids at home, getting them involved in animals and, and things like that. Well, thank you very much for being part of the podcast. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening.